this is Liam Douglas coming at you out of Atlanta, Georgia, and this is the first episode of the Liam Photography Podcast, and today is January 3rd, 2019. So jumping right into recent changes in the market of photography at the end of 2018, we saw the launch of new mirrorless full-frame cameras from both Canon and Nikon. Now these two heavyweights in the camera world are a bit late coming into the game of mirrorless full-frame cameras since Sony has been making them for a few years now and has really grown and advanced their tech, but let's not count Canon and Nikon out just yet. Nikon was the first to enter the ring, introducing their Z6 and Z7 models that sport a new larger Z mount for their lenses, which marks the first time that Nikon has changed their mount since the 1950s. The problem is Nikon decided to price themselves a bit out of the market. Their Z6, is not bad at $2,000, but only offers a single card slot, which a lot of people have been complaining about. The Sony A7R III is the same price with dual slots, and it also has the iDetect autofocus system, which runs circles around Nikon's current autofocus system. Then you have the Z7, which is priced at $3,400 and doesn't really give buyers anything more than a larger sensor versus the Z6 model. Canon announced their camera about a month later than Nikon with the new EOS R, which also sports a larger RF mount than their current EF mount and their existing M mount for their older uh, crop body mirrorless cameras. But Canon also made their model with only one card slot, but their pricing is more competitive at $2,300 and they do offer eye detect autofocus. Now, granted, their eye detect autofocus isn't as advanced and polished as Sony's, but in addition to their eye detect autofocus, they also include the dual pixel autofocus system, which is extremely popular, especially with vloggers, because it allows you to record yourself and get perfect autofocus all the time when shooting video. They also decided to go with the same 30.4 megapixel sensor that it's already in the 5D Mark IV, so that made a lot of uh, Canon fans happy with that choice. Now, Canon has told their customers that they will be improving the eye detect autofocus in their camera um, with firmware updates that will be released during the first part of 2019, but no concrete uh, time or release date for any of those updates yet. Um, the other limitation that the Canon system has is it can't do continuous eye autofocus. Um, in other words, it can't do eye detect autofocus when you're in continuous shooting mode like the Sony can. But that is another item that Canon's saying they're going to address with firmware updates. Now, Canon in, and Nikon did both come out with some new glass for their new mount systems. Canon released three new lenses, a 50mm 1.2L, a 28-70 f2L, a 24-105 f4L with image stabilization, and then just recently they also released a non-L 35mm f1.8 with image stabilization and the STM, uh, the stepping motor autofocus system, and that's a macro lens. So they have released a total of four lenses so far, uh, with three of those being the, the better quality L-glass. Nikon, for their part, they've released so far a 50mm 1.8S, 
a 35 1.8 S and a 24 to 70 F4 S, which really those lenses don't really have anybody clamoring. I mean, most of your professional shooters, you know, when they're buying glass, they want a better quality glass. They want something that's doing at least F1.4, if not F1.2. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes Nikon to come out with some higher quality glass to make the Nikon shooters happy. Now, the other thing that is cool with both of these cameras is both companies have released adapters that you can adapt the current glass that you already own to the new mount systems. Nikon has a single adapter that can adapt your existing uh, FX and DX glass to the new Z mount. And the autofocus works perfectly from all the articles I've read and reviews that I've watched. Now, Canon did things a little bit differently. Canon actually released three adapters. They have the primary adapter, which allows you to use your EF and EFS, which is your crop body lenses, on the new EOS R mount. So one adapter can use both full frame and crop body lenses on the new full frame camera. They released another adapter, which is their ND adapter. Now, the thing that's cool about this is this adapter actually has a slot um, on the back side of the adapter to where, where it attaches to the camera body that allows you to insert ND filters at the back end of the lens. So you can have one ND filter work with all of your lenses because you, if you adapt all of your Canon glass to the EOS R camera and you have that the ND adapter and you have the cartridge that goes into the side to give you the neutral density for your long exposures during daytime, you can use one ND filter with every Canon lens that you already own. So you don't have to worry about buying different size ND filters to screw onto the threads on the front element of your lenses. So you don't need one for 52 millimeters, one for 58, one for 77 and so on. So that was definitely a really cool thing that, that Canon did with theirs. And the third adapter that Canon came out with also allows you to adapt the cinema lenses to the EOS R system. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people are going to use that or not. It's definitely not going to be an adapter that I'm going to look to buy. I, I will go with the standard EF slash EFS to RF adapter and the, uh, the ND adapter I'll definitely be looking to get for myself. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this show, Canon and Icon did come late to the party. But between the two, I think Canon is going to give Sony more of a run for their money uh, more quickly than Nikon will. And I'm not saying that to bash Nikon. I'm not trying to be mean to Nikon or anything like that. Now, I am a little bit biased because I am a Canon shooter. But Canon came right out of the gate with at least some sort of eye detect autofocus. And that's huge. I mean, if you read any articles or watch any videos on YouTube where people... Um, have used the Sony cameras with their iDetect AF. That's one of the things everybody clamors and goes on and on about how wonderful it is. And it is a really good system. Um, so Canon is definitely more ahead of the game um, as far as making up ground that they've lost over the last few years to Sony by coming out with at least some sort of iDetect autofocus on their very first mirrorless full-frame camera. Now, the other thing that Canon has going for them is they not only have at least some sort of eye detect autofocus, they still also offer the dual pixel AF, which everybody loves, especially if you're a blogger, um, because like I mentioned earlier, it allows you to easily maintain autofocus 
and shoot your vlog all by yourself. You can hold the camera yourself or put it on a tripod or whatever, and you don't need a separate camera operator, and the camera will maintain perfect autofocus um, at all times. If you put something in front of your face closer to the camera, it's going to lock onto that object. And then when you move it away, it'll lock onto your face again. And I've tried that on both my 6D Mark II as well as my 1DX Mark II, and it works beautifully, beautifully. So wrapping up this first uh, podcast, I didn't want to make it too crazy long because it's my very first episode. Um, but I do want to hear from any of the listeners out there. And feel free to leave comments. Have you already picked up a mirrorless full frame system? And if you have, did you already go with Sony or were you a Canon or an Icon shooter that was waiting to see if one of those two companies was going to come out with a mirrorless full frame offering? And then once they did, you went out and bought that. Now for myself, I am looking to get the EOS R along with the two adapters I mentioned earlier, um, shortly after the, the beginning of this year, uh, probably around tax season time, I'll pick one up. And, uh, and then I'll be doing a full review on that camera as well as the two adapters that I purchased to go with all of the L glass that I already own. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this first episode. Uh, please bookmark this podcast so you can listen to future content that I'll be posting on a regular basis. And also check out my YouTube channels under Liam Photography and the Forgotten Pieces of Georgia Project. And I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.